This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. LP Giobi is a producer and DJ known for playing piano house music. I have a piano with me on stage as well, so I improvise over the tracks with my piano that's run through the mixer. She also runs a nonprofit called FemHouse that runs free production workshops for women and gender expansive folks. Still, only 2% of producers are women, and that statistic has stayed around that number for the last decade. So through education and visual representation, we hope to change that number. The workshops are offered once a month online and really took off during the pandemic. Most of our courses are taught and workshops are taught in Ableton, and they cover you know, how to start a track, drum production, audio engineering, mixing, all the things that go into making a song. I've been meeting a lot of amazing singers who have sort of been waiting for, you know, a producer to find them and make their song and be able to put it out in the world. And there's this weird power dynamic that happens in that. And so um, a lot of the people that take our courses are artists or songwriters who are wanting to empower themselves to make their music and be able to put it out in the world without any other barriers. Femhouse has also started offering DJ courses as well. They also have scholarships for BIPOC and LGBTQIA folks to help with the upfront cost of buying expensive gear. You know, having a nice computer, Ableton itself is an expensive thing. You know, having a MIDI keyboard, synthesizers, you know, whatever you need to make music, that that's a big barrier to entry. And so through that scholarship program, we offer all of the gear needed. Um, we partnered with Moog and Ableton and um, Native Instruments to provide that gear. And then uh, we offer one-on-one mentorship throughout the process. In addition to these workshops, FemHouse also does work to ensure more representation at music festivals. They do so-called stage takeovers, where they are in charge for booking a lineup at one stage at a festival for a day. They've done it at Electric Daisy Carnival in Vegas and Elements Music Festival in Pennsylvania. We book other female gender expansive individuals. We try to make the lineup diverse within that stage, you know, make sure that we're booking BIPOC folks and LGBTQIA folks. And we usually have a contest slot. It's it's funny that, you know, in, in the in the music game, once you get on a festival lineup, it's easier to get booked again. You know, once once you have the slot, it's easier to keep growing that slot. And so a big barrier to entry is like, how do you just get that first momentum going? And so we always um, leave the opening slot to a contest where folks in our community submit mixes. And then we get to pick our favorite mix and and give them an opportunity to be on that festival and sort of build their story and hopefully, you know, get an agent one day and get on more of those lineups. Femhouse is also doing work to help bookers find more diverse artists for future lineups. We've started this this thing called Book the Fam, where we've put together this massive spreadsheet of other artists who are wonderful and who could crush any set that they're booked on, but maybe haven't had the chance to yet. So we've put all that information in one place so that when I do get booked, you know, my agents say, hey, if you're still in the booking process, here are other artists, here's all their numbers, or, you know, their statistics, wh- whatever you need to make your job very easy to book them. And I'm grateful to be able to do that work as, as I'm, I'm in a position of privilege to do that. And they are receptive to it. So I think I I have seen change because the first step in change is people caring. I think we're still at that step. You know, the lineups aren't as equal as we love to see. Rosters aren't as equal as we love to see. But that first step of caring, that change is happening. And I believe if they're given the resources to learn, they will be aware of their lineups and of, you know, the artists that who, who they signed and et cetera. So I guess in short, I really do see a change. I think we're at the beginning of it, but I, I do see it happening.
Representation matters. I would say the biggest compliment I've received at a show, I was I played a show in D.C. recently and I was leaving the venue and um, this woman comes over to me and she said, um, I've been coming to this venue for five years and I've never seen a female artist on the stage. And I don't necessarily want to be a producer or a DJ, but seeing you do that made me, made me believe I can do anything. You know, you're talking about this this 2% of, of producers are women. And I'm just curious, before Femhouse started, you know, talk about more about the inspiration for why you wanted to start it and what just the landscape around like your community at the time looked like in terms of what you're observing in terms of gender imbalances. Yeah, absolutely. So my journey to really, really being focused on starting this was, well, my, my journey into music, I've been playing the piano since second grade. And um, I had a mentor that, (laughs) sorry, just a minute. Um, This mentor just passed away last week. So (laughs) I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, So I I begged my parents for piano lessons in second grade. And they felt like, are you sure you're kind of young? Like, will you really practice? And I begged and I begged and they reached out to their community and they got some recommendations. And um, one of them was Carolyn Horn. And Carolyn toured all over the world as a classical pianist. And she was living in Eugene teaching piano. And she said, oh, second grade is a little bit too young. I, I don't like to usually start till about fourth or fifth. But I'm happy to meet with her. And so I knew it was a meeting. And so I <laughs> I was I was prepared to put my best foot forward. And I remember putting on a gesture hat. I don't even know why I had that. but And I, you know, <laughs> I showed up into the meeting with the gesture hat full of bells. And I walked into the room and I was like, you're going to teach me. And this is why. And, uh, you know, and she immediately fell over laughing and was like, oh, you're a kindred spirit. You know, you are <laughs> you and I were meant to meet. I, I will I will teach you. And so I studied with her from second grade all the way through 12th grade. And she was just this firecracker of a woman, you know, some days like in, in middle school when I maybe started caring less about practicing and more about flirting with boys or whatever, mm-hmm. she cultivated creativity in, in the most beautiful way. She, we would, you know, just play the inside of the piano or we would play bongos all lesson, or we would literally just listen to music and dance and find so much joy in that. And, you know, that really um, kept me inspired. And then when I was in high school, she, at the age of 55 or 60, went back to school, went to University of Oregon to study electronic music. And she had never owned a computer, never turned on a synthesizer. What? Uh, she was the only woman in the course and was the only person over 20, 20 years old. And she ended up dominating, <laughs> as of course only she could. And, you know, people were coming to her for help at the end. And I think that had a profound uh, subconscious impact at the time. Unfortunately, I didn't care enough about electronic music. I just was into jazz and jam bands and stuff, you know, but (laughs) I'm sure that that really, you know, percolated in my subconscious and seeing her do, you know, something that maybe seemed impossible and turning it into possible was deeply inspiring. And then I was, I ended up moving to LA and joining this all-female electronic band and I was the synth player and we were in the studio all the time you know writing music and making music and the producers were always men and they were wonderful I had amazing mentorship through through those producers but it it never occurred to me that it just didn't occur to me that I could be in that role um, because I didn't see myself represented I was you know I was raised by hippies the most beautiful loving parents of all time who always told me I could do anything I wanted I could be anything I wanted and it wasn't until I, I uh, was in the studio one day and I was reading an article about Grimes and it talked. Uh, she talked a lot about how she produced her own music and that was very important for people to know that about her. And this light bulb went off because, you know, here I am, an extremely privileged person who 
was raised by extremely wonderful parents who who instilled belief in me at a very young age. Yet, because I didn't see myself represented, it just didn't even occur to me that I could have that. And that's when I became really, really focused on the power of visual representation and being what Grimes was to me to somebody else. So then I spent the next few years trapped in a garage, you know, watching YouTube videos, trying to get as much information as I can to learn Pro Tools and be the producer of the band. And luckily these women that I worked with were so supportive and loving and let me take the reins even though I had no idea what I was doing and sort of learn how to produce in that environment and learn how to use the gear and... um that was sort of that experience. Like I really wanted to create a safe space for others to go through that journey. And uh, YouTube is an amazing resource, but having, like I touched on earlier, you know, having other people say, you can do this. Like there's a whole classroom of people that look like you, you can do this, uh, was just really important to me. So that was the the beginning of the journey to Fem House. Clapping. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful story. That was LPGOB talking about FemHouse, a nonprofit that trains women and gender expansive folks how to be their own producers. Here's her song featuring Sophie Tucker called If Love is a Skill. This is Sound and Vision. If love is a skill, let me practice on you. If love is a skill, let me practice on you. If love is a skill, let me practice on you. If love is a skill, I've got so much practice to do. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.